For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Michelle Karen, a former contestant on the reality television series Married at First Sight, who lost hundreds of thousands of dollars after she fell for an elaborate romance scam. Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on Cybercrime Radio. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to share my story and I appreciate that you've reached out to me. Of course. So I mentioned in the introduction, you recently became a cybercrime victim after falling for an elaborate romance scam that cost you and your family upward of $100,000. I'd like to let you tell your own story. So can you give our listeners an overview of what happened? Okay, yes. So I was on Married at First Sight. And then from that, I became online OnlyFans creator. And I think that started this whole thing because you become a target then. I was looking online and I saw an article with a famous finance guy in Australia. It was a news article endorsing this plan. And he was speaking to other newsreaders and saying how much money you could make on this investment plan. So I went on and I researched it a little bit and there were so many great reviews. There was stories about it being legitimate. So I went online and I messaged the link and from then it all just started. I had one of their consultants call me and started to build a rapport. Initially, they only needed a little bit of money and I got some returns and they actually returned it into my bank account. And after about $20,000, I decided I wanted to like leave this plan and take some money out. But in the meantime, they got this romantic new guy (laughs) who was single and from the UK and very exotic. And he started to manage my account. The other guy fell sick. And so he was the manager and he would be looking after me personally and we would be doing lots of growth. So then that's when the romantic side started. And it was a barrage of texts and phone calls and flowers and chocolates and it was like a full romance but he was also like ciphering my account (laughs) they get access to everything they ask you to recommend friends and family and that's when I recommended my cousin and my uncle and auntie and they actually lost close to 200,000 themselves I lost 70,000 in US and there's a lot more detail than that. But when they couldn't fool me anymore with the monetary side, then they brought in this guy. I feel like they research your background and they go into all of your socials and they cater to you. They know who you are and they cater to you. I'm so sorry to hear that this happened to you. And you mentioned earlier that you were on Married at First Sight and you're kind of a public personality. How much of a role do you think your reputation in the public eye played in this scam? Oh, I think that my public persona actually helped fuel this whole thing because I'm very open about wanting to find like my one and like, where is he? And I like went throughout the world, like on TV to try and find him. So it was like the guy was speaking my language. It was almost like everything that I posted within the last two days that he would bring up. And I didn't really think about it at the time because you're falling in love with this person that you don't even know. And yeah, I suppose I'm very naive or gullible. But, you know, even after when the scam, I realized it was a scam. I kind of mourned the loss of that romance, which was not really even a thing, which seems, yeah. Anyway, I think it played a large part that they could get into my actual 
social media and see what I was about. Right. I want to address the fact that you called yourself naive, and we definitely would say you are not. These scammers can play obscene parts in the development and the carrying out of their scams. Yeah, because you do feel very silly. And I've always thought this wouldn't be me, but it was. Of course. So in the media, you've referred to this incident as a pyramid scheme that began after you discovered the trading website called Everize Brokers. You touched on it a little bit before, but how exactly did you come across this platform and what was it that drew you to invest initially? So for some reason, your Google brings up information that you've been kind of searching and I wanted to get into a little bit of crypto, but then all of a sudden I got this story and it was a legitimate finance guy in Australia recommending it. And he was talking to someone else on the project, which is a news program here, and they were discussing it. And every time I Googled, there was legitimate stories about this firm. And the name Everize, or the name of the brokers that I went through that scammed, it's very close to a legitimate bank in the UK. And they use the same street address, like the same street, not the same number, So when you type it into Google, you think, oh, maybe I just spelt it wrong. Like I put another R in and then the address, when you look up the address, it's actually like the same name in the UK. It's a real bank. So they were very good at matching a legitimate franchise or legitimate business in the UK to the street. And now I know if I didn't type the extra R, I don't know. So I suppose they've used the same name, but they've just added another letter in the name. I don't know if I can mention their name really. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. So they're called Everize and there's actually an Everize bank that's legitimate in the UK. But the Everize in the UK is E-V-E-R-I-S-E and they're double R. And then the street address is the exact same street in the UK. And when you go onto the website, it's similar to theirs. So you kind of think, oh, maybe I did the wrong thing. And when I went to research it, all these pages came out that it was legitimate. Even on Trustpilot, which I think that's a website that we use and people can say how they found a business, it had stories that this was legitimate. And even when I found out it was a scam and I tried to report it to Trustpilot, they kept denying my reviews. Oh boy. I wanted to make people aware and I wasn't sure if I was making them aware through my social media. So I wanted to go onto the internet and say, okay, these people are fake and Trustpilot, I don't know, they just kept saying to me, no, what you're doing is wrong. That's alarming to hear. And you have said in the media before as well that the website allowed you to withdraw funds at first. Is that correct? And if so, how much would you say this assured you in terms of the legitimacy of your investments? Oh, I think I got back something like $100 all up because initially I was only depositing $200, $300. And then they tripled my money almost immediately and they gave it to me. And I said, oh, no, no, it's okay. Just leave it. And they really wanted to return it to me so I could withdraw it. I think that was kind of like a move to make you feel more secure. Yeah, definitely. And would you say this played a role in your decision to recommend the platform to your family and friends? Definitely. The fact that they do that, that little gift back, it legitimizes it. 
like in your head, even though it's not legitimate, you've got money back from them. So you can say to your family and friends, look, I know I've invested money and they've even given me money back. I've told them I don't want the money, but they've said to me, no, 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 you need to take it because that's your little bonus from the first investment you've done. It's very, very well played. They know what they're doing and you don't realize how much that legitimizes the whole scheme, that tiny bit of give back. Right. I think it's safe to say, I mean, in personal experience, I think with the way they're carrying this out, it could happen to anyone and kind of shifting gears a little bit. Your main point of contact at Everize Brokers was a man named Charles Adamson. Can you tell us how your relationship developed with him over time? Well, Charles was charming. He was everything that the first broker wasn't. The first broker was business and family. And then Charles came in. He was divorced. He was a playboy. He wanted to settle down with the right person. He had obviously looked at my OnlyFans. He knew the type of content that I was like putting out there. And he was everything that I had ever wanted but I have my one listed on my social media. He had every characteristic (laughs) and he was just so charming. He was going to fly me to the UK and we were going to spend the summer together and it was the first of many. It was like a whirlwind romance and we spoke every day. Some days if we didn't, we texted often and he was just such a charmer. Yeah, I think uh, I can agree that charm can get a lot of people a lot of places. (laughs) Did Charles ever use any specific tactics to convince you to invest more money into your account? Yes. So it was the fact that this was building a future for us and that like with the money, we'd be able to have a really nice holiday and be able to travel together. And the investment was not just for me, it was for us. For me, an us is really important. Of course. How did you realize that you had fallen victim to a scam? It was really sad because I got really sick. I have some issues with my pancreas and liver and they started to fail and I was admitted to hospital and we have a really good healthcare system in Australia, but because I went to a private hospital, I needed some money and all my money was with them like all my savings. So I told Charles that I'm really unwell and I need to stay in hospital for over a week and I need some money. And all of a sudden, Charles is not answering. He's away. He's being investigated by his firm. And I just thought, this is weird. Charles was the manager. He could do anything. And now they're telling me he's being investigated. And I said, look, I don't really care if Charles isn't there. Just give me $5,000. I just need $5,000 for my hospital. And they're just palming me off. And then they had a heavy guy, like, you know, one of their heavies talk to me. And he was actually quite abrupt and rude. And then I just thought, this does not sound right. Everyone up until now was very professional. This heavy was not. And then I just thought, I think this is a scam. And anyway, I just kept going through different avenues. And then now when I Googled, there was all these scam reports about them. That must have been devastating. It was terrible. I was so humiliated. Also, like I needed money. So I felt really embarrassed because instead of giving money to my children, I'm asking my children for money. And plus I was sad because my romance was not real (laughs) or was not going to be anymore. I can't imagine the heartbreak and devastation that this led to. 
So in total, how much did you and your family members put into the website and have you made any progress toward recovering the stolen funds? So I think it's about closer to $250,000 Australian and we have not got any progress. I think that with my bank, because they don't take any responsibility, I think they gave me $1,000 of my money. But then now they've implemented a lot of scam safety nets in the banking system with that bank, but they didn't have that before. And everyone that I've spoken to have all said they couldn't do anything. So I've reported it to Binance. Binance just closed my account. To all the Australian financial complaint places, I put in police reports and to Scamwatch and no one can recover any of your funds, apparently. I get a lot of offers in my DMs and in my emails, people who are offering to get it back. I kind of don't know who to believe anymore. Right. That's completely understandable. So you mentioned that you reported the scam to law enforcement and they weren't very helpful. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? So once you put in the police report, then they're just investigating it and you don't hear anything from them at all zero. So they tell you to also put it in with the cyber crime places throughout Australia, but they can't do anything either. So I have a crime report number, but that's it. There's absolutely nothing done about it. So we've got an Australian consumer affairs site who I've reported this to. The company still is not listed as a scam company. That's so distressing. I can imagine how alarming that would be. I hope that by telling your story that you can get this out there more and people will start to see that this company is a scam and kind of move to making the right decision. Do you have any advice for others who might find themselves in a similar situation? I think that firstly, don't trust anyone. It's really difficult, but don't give anyone access to your computer because that's something I did. If they have to instruct you on what to do or override any safety nets on your banking, don't trust them. There's a reason why they're overriding it. I think if you meet someone romantically, I think you need background. You need to see their social media. You need to speak to friends and family and make sure that they've got a legitimate social media that's dated back years, I think. I think I did a lot of good research, but the research was all incorrect because there was so much information that was there because the company must pump so much information onto the web as well, like good reviews. Right. These scams, they can be so intelligent and so disarming to people just like yourself looking for a new way of income and a new relationship connection. But Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and telling your story. It will be so valuable to our listeners. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add? I just wanted to say to people who have been scammed, it's really easy for it to happen to you. I know you probably are feeling humiliated or upset or thinking, how could this happen to me and how could I do this to my family? But know that you're not alone. There's so many other people, very intelligent people that have fallen for this. So just be reassured there's other people out there that have experienced this and you will be okay again. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today was Michelle Karen, a former contestant on the reality television series Married at First Sight, 
who lost hundreds of thousands of dollars after falling for an elaborate romance scam. For more of our media, visit our website at cybersecurityventures.com.